Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF. I am recording this intro from um, Bali. So apologies for any quality issues. I'm going to hand over now to myself and the wonderful Sharon Collin from Functional Families. Sharon's an ADHD coach and I'm sure she will talk to us much more about her business and what she does. Um, and Sharon and I are talking about drinking socially or not drinking socially, wanting to drink less socially, and things to do particularly if you are diagnosed or feel that you might be an undiagnosed ADHD human being. But I think um, what we talk about applies to all human beings. So over to myself and Sharon. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying, it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. I lovingly acknowledge the Boonarung people of the Kulon Nation as the custodians of Kurt Barok, I share my admiration for the Aboriginal culture. I witness the connection that they have for each other and the land and their community. As I swim in the waters and walk on the land, I feel the power of this place. I'm grateful for the Aboriginal people's amazing custodianship, the power, beauty and the healing potential of this place. I wish to pay special respects to the elders of the Boonarong people, their wisdom, guidance and support are exceptional and felt well beyond the Aboriginal community. I honour that this is Aboriginal land and that it has never been ceded. I am committed to listening to the Aboriginal community and learning how I can be an active ally in their journey to justice. I'm just delighted to have you on here. I was um, just about to say when I was so glad that you popped into my because I was always like, oh, what's Sharon's um, Instagram handle again? And then, and then it came up. And I was like, yay! Um, but Sha I came across Sharon because I am my kids are both um, relatively lately diagnosed autistic with ADHD as well, um, and I also am a late diagnosed ADHD human being, which I know is very common in our generation. Um, and so I came across Sharon listening to her podcast, actually. Um, and I was listening to her and I came across her interviewing some people that were really helpful. And some of the things that Sharon talked about really kind of normalized and gave some really clear guidelines about you know how how we work as as families and Sharon's um a community that she has in her membership group she brings on loads of amazing speakers as well so I've listened to some of her speakers too and they've been absolutely fabulous so I invited Sharon on because Sharon and I had a conversation 
about alcohol and ADHD. And I was explaining that for me, a lot of my clients are um, either diagnosed or undiagnosed um, human beings with ADHD or have children with ADHD. And Sharon knows quite a lot about this and she's, she's, um, she's got a lot of information. So I thought she'd be great to bring her on to talk a little bit. Before we go into that, I'm gonna get Sharon to introduce herself as she'll do a much better job of it and tell us the names of her programs and all the stuff that she does. So Sharon, over to you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to share, uh, you know, and, and the important things that you also talk about um, because I, I, I think it's wonderful that you're shining a light on a little bit about our alcohol consumption. We know it's a common issue in our community, um, not just for ADHDers, but for others as well. Uh, and um, so I'll tell you a little bit about what I do. So I'm an ADHD coach. And the reason that I got into it, I've been seriously studying ADHD for about 14 years now. Um, the reason that I got into it was because I married a man with ADHD and he had a terrible story of growing up with ADHD. He was, you know, bullied all through school. He was never invited. He was socially, um, you know, outcast and um, he was labelled that naughty kid. And so we went on to have three beautiful little boys together. And he, um, I was looking at my beautiful little boys going, oh, this cannot be their story. I have to work out a different way to help them. Um, so I started researching and studying ADHD and then later on trained as, um, did the formal training to become an ADHD coach. So I'm really uh, up for anything that makes life easier with ADHD. I think we do not have to try harder. We already try hard enough. We have to try differently, right? Yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's the bits that lights me up. I love anything that can make life a little bit easier and save time, make it more streamlined and just make it more joyful for our beautiful ADHD community. And I think this topic that we're talking about today with um, alcohol consumption and everything is something that perhaps we don't talk about as much as we should. Um, generally, people can struggle with their alcohol consumption and then you add ADHD and the impulsivity and the you know, kind of stress tolerance issues and things that can go along with that. Um, and, you know, it's only normal that we would need a little bit of extra support in this area. Yeah, yeah. 100%, 100%. And I, um, one of the things I was just sharing as well, because my, uh, my strategy and Sharon and I both kind of talked about this, is this isn't about necessarily stopping drinking and again everything I do is not about necessarily stopping drinking that might be a choice you might make um, that's what I chose because for me that was an easier uh, option than um, some of the other options but the way, way I work with people is really um, wherever you want to be in your relationship with alcohol you know if you want to be um, if you want to just be curious about it if you just want to get curious just want to you know feel that it's got less you know pull in your life a little bit less pull in your life um if you want to um if you just want to reduce your alcohol consumption that's always a really good thing to do and if you know if you just want to take a break and then reset and whatever so it's for everybody and that's why i said to sharon could you come on because i know you know everybody's in a different stage and everyone's in a different place and that is also completely fine but it's like, how do we, because a lot of the time when we are neurodivergent, we, you know, we have very busy brains um, and alcohol can feel like it 
kind of slows everything down a little bit, allows us to have a little bit of peace, a little bit of rest. And often, you know, we feel things, we have a great big, like lots of sensory input coming in. It can be very overwhelming, especially as mums, mm. because as mums, we can't, it's not like we can go off in our room and put our headphones on and say, can you all bugger off? I'm, I can't, mm. you know, I'm not, I can't deal with you right now. <laughs> I mean, we can, and I do sometimes, but but you, but you know what I mean? So that was one of the, I just wanted to give that preamble as well, just to make it kind of clear in terms of the context. Mm. And so I, I, because Sharon is such an expert in this area and she, she'll be able to talk to it better. Um, I, we, we wanted to come up with some ideas and tips and ways to help people um, be able to choose another option. If, you know, you get to a point where you feel like, you know, you just, it, that seems to be the only thing that's going to be able to kind of soothe you or, you know, take you, you know, make you feel a little bit more settled, you know? And I mean, ADHD by nature, right, is a dysregulated nervous system. It's, you know, so it, it's only natural that you would lean heavily on, like, or lean into things that are going to help feel, make it perhaps feel like it is soothing for that. Um, but... I mean, the unfortunate truth is with alcohol, and I'm sure um, you speak to this, is that overall, even when you're not drinking, it lowers your frustration tolerance, like it lowers your response to stress. And so um, even though it feels good at the time, overall, it actually reduces our stress um, resilience. So when, for people that, with ADHD who already have a lower threshold in terms of how much stress they can tolerate, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty dangerous game some of the time, you know, we've got, to, I guess the word that I, that you used before when we were chatting is intentional. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being intentional about it and knowing, doing it not because, you know, participating in, in drinking because you have decided to, or you're, you know, you're, you've made your, you've been intentional about it rather than letting it happen to you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I do. I do have a few little points. I didn't know whether you wanted to, um, how you wanted to um, work this. Whether you wanted to um, talk, you know, have some specific questions because I do have a few little points that I can go. Yeah, through. Yeah, no, I'd love you to. I have unprepared as always. I'm like, yeah, let's just do it. Um, but I would love you to share the points that you have and things that would be helpful. Um, and then you know, I could kind of um, riff off those as well if it if it's appropriate. Oh, Does that sound okay? Yes, yeah, of course. Um, so obviously alcohol consumption is something that comes up in coaching a lot. And as an ADHD coach, um, you know, we work with our clients towards goals that they, um, you know, that things that they want to improve and things that they want some strategies around. Uh, and one of the common things that people have is that they feel like maybe at the start of social um, functions and things like there's that awkward bit at the start like where everyone's kind of like hi and it's a bit and this is not just adhd this is not just neurodivergence everyone everyone has that awkward bit at the start where you're kind of like excited to get there but it's not kind of kicked off yet and it can be very tempting at the start to just kind of go oh like i'll just have a couple of you're drinking perhaps quicker because you know it's that nerves yeah. kind of element and you want to get that relaxed state a little bit um so a couple of the things that we you know have been working in in coaching is really about having a plan before you walk in there for to that and expose yourself to that awkward bit at the start where everyone's warming up 
Um, but thinking about how you want the night to look, how you want to look, how you want it to feel, how you want to feel the next day. And if that's a big blowout night for you, then that's okay. Like you decide that that's how it's going to be. Like it's a hen's night, it's your best friend, you're going to dance on the table, whatever. Like, but you decide mm. where your level is before mm. you go in. You're just spending a little bit of time. And so much what we do um, with beautiful individuals with ADHD is we just have prepping conversations. We're prepping. We're just asking, what are you going to do if this happens? What are you going to do if so-and-so, like so-and-so's there and they're not, you know, they're a bit of a trigger for me. Um, so just having these prepping conversations with yourself, perhaps in the car on the way to the party or the Uber, just thinking, oh, how do I want tonight to feel? How do I want to act? How do I, you know, just having a bit of a vision before you get in there. And it's a sensory assault, right? Sometimes party environments can be quite loud. Um, sometimes people are rushing over to you or maybe you're nervous about being there, standing there by yourself, but just having a bit of a vision of how you want it to play out. Mm. Then, of course, if you are one of those people who is comforted by fidgets, having those anxiety rings. My kids yes. all have them just spinning. Yeah. It's very, very subtle um, and it's a lovely thing to be able to do with your hands yeah. that no one will notice uh, and it's quite comforting. Bre breath work, if, you, if you, know, you feel able to, to just being able to slow it down. Um, I like this one. Um, this is something that I do myself. Um, I actually pick someone at the party, if it's a big group, who I know is a lot more sensible than yeah. me. Um, <laughs> I pick someone that I think is responsible mm. and I pace my drinking with that person. So I watch when they're having a drink, you know, if I'm ready for a drink, I'll do it. But if they're not, like, because I have a tendency to go quicker than everyone else, right? So... I watch a pace of someone else who is sensible. <laughs> so it's good to have just a marker, just to keep a, you know, sort of a periphery vision on what they're doing yes. and have someone to pace off a little bit. Yeah. Or you might have a friend that's sensible. I unfortunately do not have any friends that are sensible <laughs> with this regard. But it's good to know a couple of people that are sensible and you can pace off them for your alcohol consumption. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, it's just, it just doesn't feel, it feels like nice because you're not saying I can't have a drink. You're just yeah. watching to make sure that you don't peak too soon because yes, <laughs> you, can, you can go all in on alcohol and then you, the night's over before it even begun, right, yes. you, if you're a fast drinker. Yes. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, that word intentional coming back out again, you know, because sometimes when you're caught up in a conversation or you're a little bit mm -hmm. excited, just, it just happens. It happens fast. Yeah. Um, and then you've had three drinks before you even knew it. You know, it's not an intentional drinking. So watching for someone else is really great. What do you think about that strategy? I, I really like that. I really, I really enjoy, I enjoy it because it kind of fits in with some of the things that I, I talk about and do as well. And I think it aligns with, so just being intentional pacing ourselves i really love the whole idea of visualizing before we get somewhere how do we want it to look um, another thing to, to bear in mind as well is that you know and it's not for everybody you know some people don't like them but there are some really good alcohol free um beers beers are particularly good i like some of the alcohol free wines there's a brilliant website um, that Amy, Amy from Dry But Wet has, where you can go in and she kind of has reviewed all of the low and no 
alk drinks so they've got really good recently so that's another thing you can do which if you're worried about um standing out which often is people's thing it's like oh i don't want to appear like a killjoy or i don't want to appear like i'm watching my you know every move so that other people feel like they have to as well often people don't want if you have a a low or no alcohol and a lot of places stock them now especially the beers mm. and the alcohol free cocktails actually quite a lot too yeah. they're a good op option as well to kind of mix in there too i find too and another one i was going to say on that on that same kind of tip as well is um knowing what you're going to drink and knowing if you are for example and i'll speak to the if you are trying to take a break or not drink side of things is knowing your reason so that you don't get discombobulated by somebody asking you why you're not drinking because mm. often what happens and certainly for me with an adhd brain and, and a menopausal brain my brain can't think quickly enough so if somebody asks me a question that i haven't expected i go into panic and then i'll just order a drink you know mm. that, and i didn't mean to <laughs> and then suddenly i'm there with a glass of wine and i don't know why <laughs> just because i went into a panic so it's really nice to sort of you know because people if you are not drinking if you're taking a break from drinking as well it's really nice to and people love to have an answer to a question and then generally they'll leave you alone so if they say would you like a drink know what drink you're going to order because often we don't know and then we get into a pickle and then it's like oh just have a glass of wine thank you or similarly um, you know, oh, you're not drinking tonight. Oh, that's oh, what's what's happening? Um, da, da, da. You know, you can you can be as open or as closed as you want to be. You don't have to give everybody your life history. I always give everybody my life history, but that's just my own issues. Um, but you know, you know, even you can be really simple, and it doesn't have to make you feel awkward, make them feel awkward. You could just be like, oh, I'm the designated driver. If you feel like you just want to be really upfront and open, like I struggle to be like. Um, to not be transparent I get really awkward if I have to kind of like make stuff up so I tend to be quite straightforward and just say hey look I'm just not drinking at the moment and generally people are fine it's when you get yourself into a bit of a pickle hmm. people feel like they have to save you oh no it's okay you can drink it's all right you <laughs> and so if you're quite straightforward and you're quite sort of like yeah no this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm drinking then generally people are like yeah great because they're not actually that interested they just want unanswered hmm. their question you know Boy. so those would be a couple of mine from the non you know if you were choosing to take a break and you wanted to um you wanted to kind of find some solutions to that and i would also say i really loved what you were saying about the fidget ring as well because one of the things i've noticed in talking to a lot of my clients is we tend to drink a lot at things and it's mm. more like i think it's a little bit of an anxiety thing as well it's like we've got something in our hands like you said and we're trying to you know we might feel a bit anxious and so we're drinking and da, da, da. so another thing is just to have a i i always find like it's very common now for people to carry a bottle of water with them but just having a bottle of water that you can take mm, some sips out of is really or, or just buy you you know because often it's just having that thing in your hand or having something that you're holding on to that feels, you know, kind of comfortable. It's almost like a little extra barrier, isn't it, when you're feeling a bit kind of awkward? I love that. I, and yeah, I think, I think it's true. There's a lot to be said for that start, like that awkwardness at the start, especially at the start of the party, um, you know, while everyone sort of settles into the groove and the rhythm of the party, um, which can make everything go a little bit, Array. I did go 
spoke to a function last week that I thought was very, very, um, it was great on this topic, right? So they served alcohol, but they also had non-alcoholic drinks. Right. Um, but something that I thought was really, really cool and I thought should be mentioned here mm. is the host of the party, like it was a networking event, yes. right? So notoriously awkward. That's when I met my yes. most awkward. Yeah, me like, too. <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? Loose cannons, yes. these things. Um, but they had a card that had um, social bingo on it, right? So it had little tasks for you to do, like get a photo with an author, get a photo with one of the suppliers. And I thought that is such a cool idea because none of them were, were drinks related. Yes. They were all to do with meet, work, meeting people. And I thought, what is the difference if we set ourselves a few challenges yes. for friends, catch-ups? Why does it, it doesn't yes. have to, it can be anything. So you can say, look, I really want to talk to to Joe over there, like Joe's got always got great things to say. I want to yes. get a photo with my yes. friend Natalie, and I want to do so like set ourselves a few challenges that are nothing to do with drink, um, and you know you you could really focus on the challenge of getting those things through in the evening rather than what you're standing there doing. It gives us kind of like a job, um, and it helps overcome some of that awkwardness at the start. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I used to use the photographer one all the time when I was first taking, I, I, I took a year off drinking. That was my first sort of like, I'm going to take a year off drinking. Then it just carried on. But mm. that was my, when I'd go to parties, so I didn't have that kind of, I'd be like, oh, I'm just taking, I'm just, I'm creating a photo book for this. I'm just taking all the photographs. Well, and that was a, another one that was, um, that was really helpful for me, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. And that whole like asking questions thing. You know, it's just to have a few questions or take a, you know, a couple of people in the party go, right, who am I going to like really get to know tonight? Mm. And just kind of like, because people want, the minute you ask people questions, they're off. Often it kind of takes away that awkwardness. And, and it is a skill that we do have to learn. And sometimes the funniest one is, because I'm horrendously awkward, especially at those kind of events. And to the point where I went to my first alcohol-free event um, and I was trying to meet this lady who's a really big uh, cheese in the alcohol-free community. And I was so awkward around her. I was there. I had my orange juice. I was like, I don't even really drink orange juice. And I was trying to get into, she had this big gang of people around her. And I was trying to get into the, and trying to think of something to say and try and push myself in. And it was just all so uncomfortable. And she was sort of look, kept catching her eye because it just looked really and I was just like look I'm really sorry I'm trying to say hi to you I feel really awkward I can't you know I, I'm not going to be able to do this gracefully hi I'm, um, <laughs> I've, you know I've knocked a few people out the way coming through it's all just got unpleasant let's just and, and just owning it and having a bit of a giggle can be so people are like oh god yeah, I get it, you know, and that can actually be a really lovely, authentic way of kind of um, opening up and kind of addressing the elephant in the room, which is that everybody feels awkward at the beginning of something, right? Yeah. But I love, I love that, that you're just calling it out. You're calling it out. You're just going, oh, I'm a bit awkward. <laughs> Sorry. Like, you know, we're just going to have know. to get over this bit. You can just call it out, right? Like, no <laughs> one's going to be, like, upset at that. It's <sighs> awesome. Yeah, like and yeah. everyone feels it. Everyone feels it. That's it. That's it. And isn't it? Isn't it nice when people are a bit like, 
oh, this is a bit weird, isn't it? And you can kind of go, oh, yeah. Because that's it kind of gives you a point of connection as well. So you can also pop, pop, spot other people in the room who might be looking like they're feeling the same way as you, um, which can be a bit of fun as well. I think and that's my that's my strategy. I love, I love it. And all all conversations are these things at social events. It's all you're trying to do is kind of like work out what people are a little bit passionate about right like because that's it's kind of you know you might find that you have something that you're passionate about in common and everyone has their thing and that's perfectly okay yeah. like social interactions are a bit of a dance and not everyone's our dance yeah. partner like we just have to sort of have those kind of preliminary questions to work out whether it's someone that we want to chat to yeah. and that's, that's okay too like there's there's no seriousness in it we just move on to the next you know um, we can take some of the pressure off ourselves because no one, no one's like flawless at any of these social interactions. And we, and we certainly, sometimes alcohol makes things worse, not better. Um, oh, yeah. It, yeah. Like how, we've all had those conversations with someone who's drunk too much and you're sitting there going, oh, oh my God. Like it's, 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 it's not, it's not, it makes it more awkward for everyone. Yeah. You know? it does. So, it does. Yeah. Definitely does. Yeah, I love that. Yes. Have you, have you, were you, have you got any other ones for us, Sharon? Um, I've got the set yourself challenges. Um, ask people what they're passionate about. We've done that. Oh, that's a great yes. one. Um, obviously, you know, when you think of sensory input, people with ADHD have, usually have, like you can have sensory avoiders and sensory yeah. seekers and combinations yes. of both. Um, yeah. But if you think of like getting to know your own sensory bucket, right? So like what you need, like we talk about emotional buckets all the time, mm -hmm. but I really do um, want to focus on the sensory kind of input of this. Um, and you know that you have a, a function coming up that evening and you know that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for you to not, be drinking or you know that it's going to be a little bit awkward for you and you don't want to um you know to you know you've got a little bit of anxiety about it yes so um i really think that we should you know having that bit of prepping time those prepping conversations but also thinking about what we do before the event because if we go into it really rushed and yes. like running late or not feeling good or having just had an argument with our partner in the car, you know, or something like that. We're really putting ourselves um, like walking in in a depleted state. Yes. Um, so if this is something that is important to you, then I would really think that, you know, trying as much as you can to put yourself in the best position as you're walking in um, is a really good idea. And sometimes if you know because i'm quite an introverted person so before a social function i just need to have a little bit of downtime like just quiet in my room netflix for a little bit um and then it's only like 20 minutes but then i can go and i can do people again, right mm. so knowing what you need to yes. be able to successfully get through these things is great um it's often when we're just not thinking about it and we just end up boom we just a sensory assault right like um, that we lose our we lose our focus and we lose our way a little bit. So, you know, knowing what your sensory cup looks like, what you can do to fill it when it's getting a little bit depleted, um, and often these things don't take a lot of time. Like sensory filling our sensory cup can be as something as like a ten minute lay down on the bed with your eyes closed. You know, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a whole days worth of sensory um, you exactly. know, activities. Exactly. Yeah. 
it's really interesting you should say that actually because i was also thinking i've been talking recently with a very a, a client of mine who this happened to recently and it's very much where i used to find myself as well as somebody and this is i think if you're trying to drink less or you're just trying to be mindful drink or you're trying to stop drinking and take a break is often we drink because we're feeling something that's a discomfort right mm -hmm. and so because it feels like that thing's gonna um you know kind of that that alcohol is going to come in it's going to make that feel a bit better and very often i find particularly with um us uh human beings of the who are born female um we have a tendency to over offer and put ourselves out of our comfort zones and do things even when we don't feel like doing them and push ourselves beyond our limits and i think it really ties in with what you were saying there sharon about making sure that your cup is you know you know at least a little bit more full and one of the things that i advise people to do and this and i do this because it used to happen to me is i'd go to a party with my husband i'd be the designated driver because i wasn't drinking or i was only going to drink a couple of drinks and i'd want to go and he wouldn't and so then i'd get stuck in that situation of oh well, this is really annoying oh i've got to be a pain in the ass now oh i'm being inconvenient uh all this other story 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 and so one of the things now i do is if i have planned my evening i ch i generally i find two hours two and a half hours for me peopling is plenty like that is me done i'm my best set i can be my best self for two and a half hours sometimes you know sometimes i stay longer and that's just because that's you know how it's worked out but generally i say that's what i'm doing and so i say to my husband of anyone else who's getting a lift with me you're welcome to get a lift with me but i'm just letting you know now that i'll be leaving at this time we do it beforehand before people have had a few drinks and start kind of like forgetting themselves and being a little bit manipulative in their behavior which we can all do when we want things to be a certain way right um and it's just that you know having those conversations in advance and also just knowing what you what you like because i find after two and a half hours anyway if i'm at a social occasion where people are drinking usually the conversation starts to get a little bit less mm. uh you know it's not yeah I, i'm not getting it's not necessarily the best moments of the evening if that makes sense unless dancing on the table um is what you're looking for and, and then i would be fine in that situation <laughs> But again, like we were talking about before, it's like intentionality. Mm. If we want to go and have a nice time, give our best selves and then come home, go to bed, whatever, have a good night's sleep, then, you know, we want to try something a bit different. So those are just, those are some of my tips for sure that mm. I, just I to make that. sure you're not in that kind of, that feeling a bit resentful, a bit annoyed with other people. <laughs> mm. I know. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really really good point because you setting up that expectation at the start before you walk in there and it you know it's much harder to set expectations when you've got someone in front of you and particularly in like australian culture where we go oh come on like yes. are, you, are you pregnant yes. i want to not drink for like you know all of these things that people say um but setting that intention and making it known at the start you've got you've got much more chance of acceptance before people have a couple of drinks into them to to you know give you and, and you're right people don't care people don't care we think they care so much more they probably don't even notice but, um you know 
so true. <laughs> Half the really time, cool. nobody notices that I disappear from parties. I often don't say goodbye. And then I say, well, that was a great party. And they say, oh, great. It was lovely to have you there. <laughs> no one noticed that. I, don't <laughs> I don't know what that says about me as a personality in a party. But, you know. Oh, but people are just caught up in their own stuff, right? So it's, it's, I think it's really lovely. And if that's something that you, you know, if you go in there with the intention of being, feeling okay the next day, feeling good, having some really great quality conversations. And I mean, let's face it, people with ADHD have incredible, like interesting topics and things to say. Like you can have the most incredible, like some of my best conversations have been with people with autism and people with ADHD. They Me too. Things that yes. they are interested in, that they can share, and they yes. ask great questions, and their brains are ideas factories, yes. right? Like they have the best ideas, and so you can have those good quality conversations. And when, when we prioritize that over drinking, like it's it depends what the drinking is, like drinking because of social anxiety yes. or feeling a bit awkward. Yes. We've got to prioritize those connection yes. moments over that, um, right. you know. And and sometimes that is like social skills is a muscle that we have yes. to build, right? Yes. I love doing this in coaching. It's one of my favorite things. We just yes. practice. Yes. It's, it's, we practice and knowing that sometimes it's not going to be that's awesome right. and sometimes it's going to be the most magical experience ever and that's okay. That's it. We're learning to do something new, right? Yes. It's the same with changing your relationship with alcohol. It's like we're learning. We're not going to get it right every time. It's okay. It's fine, you know? It's completely yeah. okay. And I, you know, I do think that the work that you do and that therapists do and, you know, all that is really important because awareness or shining a light on habits that perhaps don't serve us is where the power is. Just having a, having a light on it, not doing things just because in life is not happening to us. We get to build the life that we want. So we look at what's important to us, what's in line with our values, and we get to custom. This is the beautiful thing about our wonderful life. We get to custom build it and try things on for size and see if they fit. And if it doesn't fit for us, that's okay. We can try something else on for size. Like life is one big experiment. It's so true. I love that, Sharon. And what a beautiful place to finish up at. I really appreciate everything that you have shared here. What amazing tips. I love that um, following somebody. I've never heard that before. Not following somebody, that would be creepy, but you know what I mean? Like matching their <laughs> Following someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I think now my, my friends will be looking at who I'm pacing off. And yeah. I'll be thinking, oh, well, he obviously thinks they're more yeah. sensible than me. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a nice way to bring awareness to drinking without having to count your drinks and, you know, yes. like and make a big show and dance about it. It's just about looking and just trying to pace yeah. it nicely. Yeah, I really love that so much. Sharon, thank you so much. And I know that, you know, my community is quite small, but there's a lot of us who are neurodivergent and there's a lot of us who are just discovering that we are um, and that our children are as well. So I know, would you be kind enough just to share, you know, what your business is and, and how you help people and how people can um, get to you. And I'll make this into a podcast as well afterwards. And so we'll put all those links in the podcast as well. Oh, as um, yes. Well, my company is called The Functional Family. So the Instagram and Facebook handles are at The Functional Family. We have a large um, free support group in, um, in Facebook with about 11,000 members at the moment. 
Um, so please feel free to join that if you, you know, want a lovely community as well. Uh, beautiful, kind, supportive space. Uh, and um, I have a membership, a low cost membership that I open twice a year and I've got a six week program and I do one on one coaching and also parent mentoring as well. So if you um, fancy having an ADHD coach in your corner, um, then I'd love to hear from you. I always I do free chats with people to see if we're a good match. And if we're not, I've got a whole beautiful network of incredible coaches um, who are there and in your corner ready to help you with executive function struggles that come along with ADHD. Oh, indeed, indeed. And some much needed work and just so helpful for all of us special, lovely families. Um, and Sharon, your website, remind me. Um, um, it's uh, thefunctionalfamily.com. Functionalfamily.com. Yeah. Okay, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming with those great ideas. I love them, especially like the ring. I need to get rings for all of us in our family as well. I think that's a great one too. Um, much appreciated. Thank you. Have a lovely rest of your day. Take care, my lovely. Thank, thank you so you. much. See you. Bye. 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 Just want to let you know about this little bundle that I have created for a seasonal success. So basically what I've put together is three products of mine that are that work really, really well together. So you start with my awareness worksheets, which is where you really gather the data around why you're drinking, what your triggers are, how it tastes in your mouth, what it feels like in your body, and you also look at all your routines and rituals around alcohol. And it's a really good idea to do this before you take a break from alcohol. The other part of the bundle is my Your North Star visualization audio, which is where you will listen to an audio for 30 minutes. And included in that is a lot of journaling. And the journaling is about visualizing where you want to be when you have your relationship with alcohol exactly how you want it to be. How will that feel? What will you wake up feeling like? What will you do on a weekday? What will you do on a weekend? And you really get that visualization of what it's going to be like, how wonderful it's going to be. And that starts to become like a blueprint for your brain. And your brain, once it knows that it's got this amazing place where it's going to, it really starts to kind of feel much more comfortable making the changes that you're going to make. In the third part of the bundle, which is the self-paced Aussie alcohol experiment. So that is my 30-day program of beautiful, amazing content videos, quite short. Um, you can have them on your phone and they come every day. You can start it whenever you want. Um, you just press that button. There's a little bit of pre-work to do beforehand. And then there's some journaling prompts as well. You have the opportunity to be part of my Midlife AF Facebook group as well, where there's plenty of content and I come on and do lives very regularly and answer any questions you might have. So this is a really great bundle for anybody who's thinking I'm coming into the summer season. I really want to reset my relationship with alcohol. I know things are going to be silly over Christmas. There's going to be so much pressure on me. There's going to be all, you know, relatives, friends, so many things going on. And I really want to get myself into the best mental and physical place to be able to manage all that. And then you can make the next decision that you want to make around your relationship with alcohol 
based on your experience there. I expect you to leave the experience feeling really, really strong, really grounded, feeling that wonderful feeling of pride and just feeling that you have put yourself back to kind of a ground zero, ready to tackle the wonderful summer season, feeling your best. So the link to sign up for that bundle is, I think it's $47 for the um, alcohol experiment. And we're going to do the whole lot for $50 all up. So I hope that is something that you um, enjoy. Let me know how you feel about it. Send me a direct message, send me an email, but um, something to, I thought it would be a really nice way to go into the summer season. All right, have an amazing summer. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you.